You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Woo-hoo! Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. That's right, folks. We are here to talk all about summer movies. That's right. It's the first time in three years we are doing a summer movie trailer, and it's going to be a blast. We have missed this with all our hearts. It's the one episode where we find out, you know, what is going to be, you know, good, what's going to be our favorites, what are we looking forward to. And you know what, folks, this is also going to be the one where we later find out where we have egg on our face. It's been a while since we've had that. Well, I think every episode we have egg on our face somewhere down the (laughs) line. But it's going to be a lot of fun to do. And it's got a great bunch of folks here to talk about it. Of course, let's introduce first our movie folks. Alex Autry is here. Howdy. And Ashley Pauls. Hello. It's weird not hearing you just for two minutes on the show. It's you know going to be great to have you for the got almost the whole summer, Ashley. I know it feels weird if I have um, a night a, a night off. It feels like there's something wrong with my Monday nights if I'm not recording a podcast. Exactly, and that's a great way to be. It's pretty awesome. And of course, Mr. Mike Gordon is here. Howdy! And you know what? This is going to be a fun one to talk about, folks. There's a lot of. This is the first time. In a bit, we've got two Marvel movies coming. We have a lot of really cool smaller films coming out finally. It's not going to be all blockbusters. And we have a Tom Cruise movie. So, you know, hey, it's not all so bad. So it's going to be interesting to talk about. And we definitely would love to hear from you guys, too. Please write us feedback at earthstation1.com. Let us know your thoughts. What are you guys looking forward to for the summer? Definitely would love to hear that. Also, of course, you know, we definitely would want to say hey to our patrons. Patrons, howdy. You know, it's been a while since we've given you guys a shout out. And if you haven't been gotten involved with the ESO Network Patreon, why not? It's only a dollar a month at a minimum. And you know what? You get exclusive material. You get ESO Board Silly. You get our rants and raves when we get around to doing an episode. You get, you know, some other... um Nice stuff from the Earth Station DCU folks. You also get, of course, Earth Station One, Earth Station Who, and the Dragon Con report 48 hours before the rest of the world does. And you know what? At certain levels, you can actually even take a shot at the geek seat. It's pretty cool stuff, folks. So definitely check it out. Uh, Patreon.com slash ESO Network. It's a lot of fun, and it helps support us. We really do appreciate it. Also, speaking of appreciating, let's say hi to our friends over at Tifosi Optical. Tifosi Optical has amazing sunglasses. And you know what? I was at a music festival this last weekend, and I actually ran into some folks who were ESO listeners. And the, you know what, folks? They were actually telling us they had bought sunglasses off of Tifosi Optics. And Ooh. it's pretty awesome. And I, they were, you know, it was sunny. It was gorgeous up in North Carolina. And it was pretty cool to actually see. They were surprised that I didn't say howdy to them. But that's, you know, we'll get, we'll get into that when I do my rant, or my, you know, shout out later. So it was a pretty cool thing to see. But you know what, folks? 
it's going to be a lot of fun to, you know, get a pair of sunglasses that suit you. Everyone has their own favorite colors, their own favorite, you know, shades, and it's pretty cool. And Tifosi Optical is the place for that. So check it out, tifosioptical.com or tifosioptics.com. Check it out. And if you go into a coupon code and put in Earth Station 1, you get 10% off your whole order. Just not one pair, but your whole order. Check it out, tifosioptic.com. All right, folks, this is the section we've been all waiting for. You know what? We've had three years to build towards this. And you know what? Let's get egg on our face, folks. Let's look goofy. You know, it's time. Movie time. So we're going to go week by week and we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to each week. We're going to say, is it going to be big? Is it not? And at the end of the segment, we are then going to talk about the categories. That's right, folks. The categories are back this year. And you know what? Let's refresh everybody real quick. The categories this year are going to be top grossing films, biggest flops, biggest surprise hits, and three movies you're most looking forward to this summer. I think that's fair. And, you know, we'll be recording it just to make sure that we are, you know, ready for it. And, you know, we're going to see how well we did at the end of the summer. So take it away, Mikey. You ready? Absolutely. I've been ready. I've been wanting to do this for three years now. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard to believe the last time we had a summer movie season was 2019. And, uh, and here we are back again. The summer movies are back. We're back to talk about them. So all is right. Um, before we start getting into the summer, though, I'm kind of curious, uh, Alex, um, uh, how do you feel that the, the box office, the theater uh, business is doing right now? Do you feel like it's still hurting you feel do you feel like it's it's in recovery mode um because we're not quite back to normal whatever that is right sorry um yeah we're we're not quite back to where we were and i don't think that this summer we're going to get to that um but there definitely is a lot more coming to the theaters um, that are going to entice people to go back to the movies, um, which is something that we haven't had, even when there were limited release stuff. I mean, for crying out loud, that new mutants movie finally got released. <laughs> um, and, uh, so, you know, and it, it did that simply because there was nothing else out there. So, um, now there's a whole lot, uh, that's coming and it's not all tent pole. Um, but I think it's definitely going to, it's going to shape how movie theaters pick what films are going to be in their on their screens. Yeah, the uh, uh, looking at, ahead at the list uh, for this summer, I, I'm really glad that we only pick like you know our top pick instead of if we do a top ten because if we did a top ten, it, I would struggle uh, to name ten movies uh, prior you know pre pandemic back in the old days. Uh, you know, it, we were getting a major tentpole movie every week, sometimes yeah. two, right? Now it's it's a little bit more spread out than that. Um, not every week is a big box office weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Now, um, and also, uh, so far this year, uh, the Batman has been the, the big movie of the year. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see if any movie... Uh, this summer has what it takes to overtake the Batman. 
Um, I find it odd that, or I find it interesting too, that Spider-Man No Way Home is number two. Uh, so it's the spillover from last year and it's still going strong by far. Uh, you know, and other movies just haven't really performed well. Things like, uh, you know, you guys talked a couple weeks ago about Fantastic Beasts, but that hasn't even cleared a hundred thousand, a hundred million yet. So, like, it's a weird year. And and I think for the first time in a long time, you there is the possibility that as far as the summer movies go, in the top ten movies of the summer, we could get movies that are not even getting a hundred thousand, a hundred million dollars, right? Uh, so, um, but there are some big ones to come, uh, and, uh, let's get to it starting with, uh, next weekend, actually, uh, because the summer starts earlier and earlier, right? Um, you know, the big movie that everybody has their eye on is Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which, uh, Marvel, the next MCU movie. Um, yeah, this right now, this doesn't, it doesn't get much bigger than this. Um, and if we're looking at movies that possibly could overtake the Batman, I think we start right off right away. <laughs> um, any thoughts about doc, the new doc, Doctor Strange movie, Ashley? Yeah, um, I don't think it will beat uh, Spider-Man No Way Home in terms of box office, but I think it could come close. I think they've done a really good job hyping up this movie and the fact it kind of ties into no way home with the idea of the multiverses and fracturing reality. I think that superhero movies are one of the movie genres that has done well in our um, post pandemic era. So yeah, I think that this movie probably more than any other movie this summer is going to get people back in seats. And aside from that, I'm really excited to see what this opens up for the MCU so far. Phase four has just been top tier Marvel for me. I love what they're playing around with all these cosmic stuff, magic, alternate realities. Shang-Chi is one of my favorite Marvel movies. And I'm hopefully Dr. Strange will also just blow us away and will be amazing. And stuff we'll be talking about for a long time of how it's changing the universe going forward. Alex, what do you feel about Dr. Strange this weekend? Uh, it's going to be number one, obviously. Um, I don't, I, I agree with, with Ashley. I don't think it's going to take, um, the the Batman slot. I don't think it's going to take the uh, Spider Man slot. To be honest with you, you mean um, overall or right away? Overall. Oh wow, wow. Um, I I just that's that's just me. That's just my feeling. No, there's a, an oppor- there's an opportunity for it to just come out of the gates running. But here's the thing: we know what Sam Raimi can do. Sam had this done as a horror movie, and everything we're seeing of it shows it's not a horror movie so either the previews are telling us the wrong thing or they really strayed away from what sam wanted to do and we've seen what happens to sam raimi's films when the companies get involved with what the film is going to be um, I will point out that the, uh, the, the, the Hollywood Stock Exchange um, actually shows this dipping down right now, hmm. uh, the week of the movie, and its, its stock of value is dropping. Hmm. So um, I think it's going to be a big film. I think it's obviously going to be the number one movie, uh, and it might be that for several weeks, um, but I just don't know if it's got the guns to outdo spider-man 
right? You mean for the for this year, not overall, of course. I yeah, mean, for this yeah. year, yeah. yeah. Um, Mike, what do you what do you feel? I'm agreeing both with Ashley and Alex that I'm thinking that it's going to be big, but I don't see the horror aspect in it. I'm almost worried about that because of the studio trying to cram as many characters into this film that it's going to be like, oh, there's that person, there's that person, that, and the whole plot is pretty much going to go out the window. And, oh, wait, there's five seconds of storyline. Oh, no. But I'm in Marvel We Trust and Feige We Trust. And so I'm hoping that we're going to get something that's going to blow us all away and that we're not expecting. You know, originally they were saying this was supposed to be Marvel's first foray into horror. And I was looking forward to that. And instead... You know, from the previews, you know, and still to this day, you know, now you're getting, you know, Captain Carter possibly popping up. Patrick Stewart is Professor X. Who else? You know, it's going to be like, oh, that person, that person, that person. And you know what? It's going to be setting the table for a lot in the MCU of the upcoming films. And truthfully, this isn't the Marvel movie of the summer that I'm really looking forward to. So... I'm looking forward to one that's coming out in July. So I'm going to be very curious to see how this does. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The, 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 the difference between the two movies. Um, and I can't wait to get into that discussion because I think it's going to be a battle. I think both have pluses and minuses associated with it. Um, I, I've actually, I haven't watched a lot of previews, but the previews that I have seen, uh, at least the first initial uh, preview and the, 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 the footage that they showed at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home uh, definitely gave me a, a horror vibe. Uh, the zombies, the darkness. I mean, it's a very dark movie. Uh, this is not um, a light movie at all. It's, it's heavy. And it also, to you guys' point, um, deals a lot with, other characters bringing in other characters from uh not only mcu but outside the mcu this is like dr strange no way home right like this is like we're gonna we possibly could now like you guys i'm hoping that you know the the cameos like the illuminati is five minutes and the rest is just story dr strange's story and obviously wanda's story because we know the wanda's a big part of it as well um but i feel like because it's horror or dark anyway, let's just say dark, right? Because it's a dark film and because it's maybe coming across to some people as inaccessible because it you have to have so much previous knowledge of all the other MCU and everything before that, that it might keep people away, um, the average viewer anyway. Um, but regardless of that, I still think it's going to be the big box office winner. And I think it does have the potential to... Uh, overtake the Batman uh, simply because um, what Ashley pointed out, it is they've tied it in directly to, I mean, the, the footage at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home is basically go see this movie. Like if you like this movie, you're going to like Dr. Strange. You need to see it. So if half the people who saw Spider-Man No Way Home see Dr. Strange, you've got 400 million right there. <laughs> so uh, I don't even, I don't think it's going to be half. Uh, the previous Doctor Strange movie, I don't think, uh, grossed over $300 million. Uh, so, obviously, 
you know, if this follows suit with that one, then, you know, to you guys' point, then it's, it's not going to overtake the Batman. It's, it, and there's some room for other movies to come along this summer to beat it, I think. Uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. I'm interested to see what Sam Raimi does in the MCU. Um, I'm hoping that he has enough free reign to make it his own. Um, but we'll see about that. That's a, that's a, that's a definite concern, Alex. Cause yeah, the, the, he got, you know, the Spider-Man movies kind of got worse and worse. The more that Sony got out control of them. Yeah. And the original Dr. Strange um, domestically did 232 million. There you go. So, um, so, and right now, uh, uh, far from no way home coming. Um, right. Uh, is that 194 million for this year? Right. Well, the, the so, other thing with it, though, truthfully, is Doctor Strange now is more known to the general public than he was when his his own film came out. Cause yeah, he very appeared, true. Because because since the two Avengers movies and also the Spider Man movie that he appeared yeah. in, so I think that has a little bit more of an advantage. So we'll see. Yeah, the people who saw Doctor Strange and enjoyed it, they're on board. The people who uh, saw WandaVision and enjoyed it, they're on board because they need to watch this follow-up. The people who watched What If uh, need to be on board because it's a continuation of that as well. Now, if you haven't seen all those things, going into this movie might be kind of intimidating. You might be like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who these people are. I don't know what's, you know what the what the what the story is so not to mention you know all these cameos that we're excited about but you know probably at least half the population going are probably that means nothing to them so um so it's going to be really interesting but i think this is going to set the tone for the rest of the summer uh certainly um the major studios have given it a lot a wide berth because uh, certainly there's nothing else coming out in the first week of May to even come close to competing with it. And I would suggest even uh, the rest of them, well, not till the end of the month. I mean, if you want to go till May 13th, uh, the next week, um, the big movie that's opening uh, is Firestarter. And that is also going to be um, available on Peacock the same weekend. So, oh. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, oops. I, you know, are you, I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised the streaming services are still doing this day and date release, same release thing, Alex. Uh, it, that's, yeah. that's a, is this a new normal? Uh, can I just say I hope not? Mm-hmm. Because I'll be honest with you, uh, this fire starter, uh, for those who don't know, first of all, a, a, a great cast, Kurtwood Smith. Love him and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Efron is doing everything he can to not be saddled in to one role. Um, and this is being done by Bloomhouse. And I'm sorry, but I love their rendition of Halloween. And I hate horror movies. And if they're doing the same angle as they did with Halloween, Firestarter is going to be really good um so and that's 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 my turbo for this one um so i because I, I really i mean to find out that that's also streaming at the same time really shows that that universal's not ready uh to get away from the easy uh the easy money at home 
Yeah. And, and it should be said too, that I think there, I'm surprised. I thought nobody was doing this anymore. However, I do know that, uh, well, Warner brothers has said that they still have the policy of what, 45 days after yes. Yes. Release, the, their movies are going to go to HBO max. Uh, Disney plus, there isn't a timeline per se, but it is, um, you know, I, I fully, ex- I wouldn't be surprised if Dr. Strange was available on Disney plus before Thor came out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a good yeah. chance at that. There is a good chance at that. So it uh, depends on what it's, it depends on what it's second weekend gross is. But, but now I think more than anything, I think the new normal is that people don't have to go to the theater. They can just wait two months. And so anything that's going to be at the theater has to be something they really want to go to. Um, and they really want to, or in the case of Dr. Strange, they want to see before it, it gets spoiled or they want to be able to talk about it with people. Yeah. Um, and uh, Firestarter, not, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I was surprised too that they were going to do that, but um, you know, uh, we look at the following week. Uh, unless there's, you know, if there's movies that you guys want to uh, point out that are opening as well, let me know. But um, I think uh, we can go to May twentieth, and uh, kind of movie that people have been waiting for that's been delayed a, a few times, uh, which is the new Downton Abbey movie, A New Era. It's the highbrow um, movie that's going to go up against Doctor Strange, pretty much. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> and it's the it's the first thing legitimately that's coming out that could that can knock it off of number one. I don't think it will. I don't. It think, won't. No. But it, it's there's a possibility. I love sure. Downton. Trust um, me, I love Downton Abbey. You know, I've been on mm-hmm. tons of panels of it on at Dragon Con. It's one of my favorite PBS shows, and it's it's great. And I agree with you, Alex, completely. But I don't think it's going to be strong enough to knock Doctor Strange out of the number one spot that week. It it will depend on what the uh, what the first two weeks uh, does for Doctor Strange. True, um, because it, if it if it overplays in week one and underplays in week two, yeah. then week three is a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Um, I, I think also, I, I don't know. Um, I obviously going to see this, uh, but I, I sort of get the vibe that Downton Abbey has sort of run its course. Um, I, I kind of feel like, I don't know. I don't, I don't hear anybody that excited about this one. The fact that it's called a new era means that it's almost like they feels like they're passing the torch uh, a little bit. Um, it's and that like a relaunch. Yeah. And, a relaunch or like, you know, we're going to introduce new people that are going to, that you're going to have to watch and care about like later on for next movie. Um, we're getting rid of all the other, you know, the, the standard people. I don't know. Um, but I was surprised to see Maggie Smith's name in this uh, because her character has just been around forever. So we'll, uh, we'll see. Ashley, what do you feel? Cause I know you're a big Downton Abbey fan as well. Yes, I would say I've been hearing some good buzz about it, but I love period dramas in general. So I'm part of some social media groups that are dedicated to period dramas. So of course, that group is really excited. But again, is that how much of the general population does that reflect, especially since you have some competing things like Bridgerton is really big on Netflix. People are talking about that now, which is slightly more... um, how do you say it than Downton Abbey? So <laughs> slightly more eyebrow raising. So don't, don't watch Bridgerton with your mom folks, but yeah, I think that, so I could see this one going either way. I feel like period dramas are having a moment with the boost from Bridgerton, but 
at Downton Abbey has been around for a while. Again, we've had this break with the pandemic, so I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I'll be interested to see how much this translates into box office success or if people are like, oh, I'll catch that on streaming in a couple months when it comes out. I think it's also the target audience for this movie is still afraid to go to the theater. Yeah, that's true. So, um, so I think that's going to be a factor as well. They'll be like, we'll just wait because it's going to be on PBS in about, you know. And it's it's not a movie that screams, you must see this in IMAX. Yeah. I mean, the Downton Abbey chase sequences are not exactly, <laughs> you know. Hey. Biggest surprise in Downton Abbey, the explosions, first of all. Um, so, yeah, I just, there's nothing that screams, go big screen. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So now we get to the end of May, May 27th, uh, a movie that has been, goodness gracious, 30 years in the making. Um, is it still relevant? Do people still care? Uh, it feels like we've been seeing trailers for this for three years as well. Um, you have. Top Gun, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick uh, at 131 minutes. This is uh, well over two hours as well. Tom Cruise is back. Um, are we willing to bet? Who's willing to bet on Tom Cruise? Wow. <laughs> this, is, this is another one I could see going either way. It could play into people's nostalgia. Like this is a known character. It's been a long time since we've seen it. So people are curious and want to go back. Um, I mean, the trailers look really great. I went to see a movie in IMAX a couple weeks ago and um the trailer, the new trailer for this movie was super intense. Like you feel like you're kind of in the cockpit of the plane, but on the other hand, has it been too long? Is this still relevant? Are people interested in the movie? Only word, I, you, need, you only word I could give you for this, that people will go see it. America. Yeah. Yeah. This film, this film was filmed during the middle of the Trump presidency. And definitely was riding on the Reagan-era America vibe. And the people who still want that will go see this movie. Um, Is it enough to make it the big release that they want it to be? I don't know. I, I genuinely don't. I have a real feeling that of all the movies that we've talked about so far, you know, we know there are, are trolls that hit Rotten Tomatoes hard. Watch the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Is, is anybody here excited to see this? No. I'll watch it when it comes on cable or streaming, whatever. Well, if it- my wife picks the movie, then I'll go. Uh, Ashley? It's time for an embarrassing confession, but I have not seen the first Top Gun. So <gasps> go go ahead. Yeah, send send me your hate mail. It's I have no excuse. That's Ashley yeah. Paul's care of the ESO network. <laughs> so yes, uh, yeah, just send direct to me. Don't hate on anybody else. Well, I do believe it's a it's one of the big movies or supposedly big movies of the summer that I don't think we're you've had slotted to cover on our on our show. So. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I can't, I don't want to bet against Tom Cruise uh, because, I mean, he made, he, like, even The Mummy made movie, or made money, right? Uh, uh, so it's ter- it was terrible. I never did see it, so I can't speak directly for that. But, I mean, it still made a lot of money. 
Um, I don't know how much it made, but you know, the, the Mission Impossible movies, which I think are decent, um, ha- they do about 200 million. Uh, pre they're solid pre COVID they're solid so yeah. I think that's what we're expecting from this maybe less right yeah. um the other movie that comes out that week is another one that we've been waiting for a while uh, to see which is Bob's Burgers movie um I, any thoughts on that anybody I'll be honest with you if it winds up beating Top Gun <laughs> at the box I will not be surprised. <laughs> Um, but that said, I mean, the fact that it's coming in a limited release surprises me. Um, I would have thought that 20th Century Fox would have gone whole ham and just released that bad boy wide. Well, whole hamburger? Uh, whole hamburger. <laughs> uh, well, I can't believe I dropped that one, I'm, man. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Are you telling me that uh, Disney is not actively promoting a, a Fox property properly? <laughs> that shocker. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> shocker! Kind of forgot that. Well, I mean, oops. They had they had such success with that new mutants film. So, um, <laughs> all right. So uh, now we're going. We're moving on to June. Uh, June third is Watcher, uh, which I don't know much about, and it really doesn't look like it's going to. Uh, it doesn't look like anything to me. Uh, the movie that I think we need to talk about is June 10th, which is Jurassic World Dominion, 146 minutes. So this one, this one's a, this one's a long, bring a lunch people. Um, or you'll become yeah. lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you will exactly. be the lunch. <laughs> this one, um, I'm going to lay it down right here. This is the big one of the year. This is the number one movie of the summer, uh, maybe of the year, um, Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Alex. Mm, um, I have been... Fl- is, is, well, let me ask you this. Is there, Arnold, is there an Arnold movie coming out at the same time? Because I always pick the Arnold movie over the Jurassic ones and just look like a complete idiot. They're both dinosaurs, um, so, you know. Yeah, they're both dinosaurs, yeah. Um, it, I think this is going to be big, and, the, you know, you've got Sam Neill, Laura Dern... Uh, Chris Pratt, uh, 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 Bryce Dallas Howard, all working together in the film. Um, all of them trying to catch up to to Jeff Goldblum, I guess. Um, Talk about dinosaurs! Wow. <laughs> but I'm not sure that Jurassic World, um, or the the last Jurassic uh, one, uh, had as strong a following. Um, and I'm wondering if what we're getting is a depreciation on our returns. Um, I think it's going to be a huge opener. Um, and it, it might do exactly what you think it is. It might be the number one movie. But we've got a couple of films coming out in the weeks following that are going to have legs. Sure. And they're going to have legs for a very good reason. And one of them is the very next week yeah i want to get to that one for sure um uh two reasons why i think uh this jurassic and i and i hear you if this was just another jurassic world movie i'd be like okay well these things get smaller and smaller uh the Mm -hmm. last one wasn't you know the last one made a lot of money but it's not highly regarded um but they bring the original cast back in this one so you've got jurassic world no way home um and uh (laughs) 
And this is the Jurassic Park movie we've wanted to see since the end of the second one. Finally, we're not worried about if they get out of the park. This They're taking over the world. Like, they're loose. And how do we deal with them? Um, you know, does it end when the dinosaurs open up a park with humans? Like, we don't know like, how this is going to go. Um, oh, man, like a Planet of the Apes, but with dinosaurs? Exactly. Better question, how are these animals, which were cloned and set up in such a way that if they weren't given a specific uh, environment or a specific uh, uh, nutrient that they would die, how are they still living? Yeah, good question. Wibbly wobbly uh, timey wimey. Yeah, exactly. So I think life with, uh, finds a way. I think those two things, and I think you know this one uh, speaks to everybody. Like you want to see, you want to go to the movies. You don't have to worry about watching twenty four other Marvel movies. You don't have to. You just want to see dinosaurs on the screen. Uh, this is like Kong versus Godzilla last year. This this is like a spectacle. Go see the show. I think this is going to be the winner of the year of the summer anyway. Uh, Ashley, what say you? Yeah, um, I'm getting real like Force Awakens vibes from this. You've got new characters, new things going on, but you've also have your legacy characters returning. I think that um, people who grew up watching the Jurassic World, Jurassic Park movie, sorry, are going to want to take their kids now. And so I think that, yeah, I think this is going to do really well and it's going to be bigger than if it had simply been a continuation of just the Jurassic World uh, franchise. And for those of us who never grew up, you know, I think it's pretty darn awesome, too, seeing <laughs> dinosaurs on the big screen. It's going to be awesome. Right. Does that and it doesn't have old? to make no. sense. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, like, I, I'm going to leave my brain at the door. Like, if there are big dinosaurs running around the planet, I'm going to be happy. This this one's one. I'll say this. This one's one that I I might suggest going ahead and hitting IMAX for. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I could, I could, and that, and oh, says, totally. Yeah, and that says a lot right there. Uh, Mike, what do you feel about this movie? This movie, you know, it's contender. Like, I think it's contender, but it's also, you know, bilking a dead horse. And truthfully, I was bored with the last one. I thought, you know, if I remember the review we did, we didn't give it great ratings on it. It was, it was just okay. And, you know, I'm hoping better for this one, fingers crossed, but you know, it's not, it's not on my list of my favorite movies to see this summer. So we'll have to wait and see. And I, and I think you're right. I think they've been running that. They ran that same. They've been telling the same story for like four movies, four or five movies, right? Where it's like, don't let them get out of the park. If they get out of the park, then, you know, people will die. That kind of thing. Well, they're finally out. So this is a new story. This is like Jurassic Park's going, Jurassic World's doing something that hasn't been done before. So I'm excited by that. Um, that that's exciting to me. So uh, and now the week after. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about a one-two punch. I think this is the first time this summer where you've got uh, back-to-back release, big releases. Uh, June 17th is, of course, Spiderhead. No, just kidding. It's getting, getting. Uh, wrong Chris Helmsworth movie to talk about, I know. Uh, Lightyear. Really? Which is the story of Buzz Lightyear and his adventures to in- infinity and beyond. Of course, it's Pixar. Uh, does anybody want to bet against Pixar? That would be crazy, right? Uh, Ashley? Oh, sorry about that. That was uh, getting a text from BB-8 there. So. 
Ashley, what, uh, what do you feel about uh, Lightyear? Yeah, so this one, I'm really curious to see how this does because on the one hand, it's a recognizable character. It's not a new character. They feature Buzz Lightyear before. But this is an entirely new concept. It's not Buzz Lightyear, the toy in the Toy Story films. This is Buzz Lightyear. I saw somewhere that this is designed to be the movie that Andy saw that made him fall in love with the Buzz Lightyear character. And I think that is just super fascinating. I'm curious to see what they do with it. Um to see how well it does in theaters. I mean, it's not a Toy Story new movie, but it's also a very recognizable name. So yeah, I'm very curious about this one. Alex? I think this one's got legs. Mm -hmm. It's the first real family-friendly animated movie to come out for the summer. And we know how those do. And if it wasn't for one that's, that we're going to talk about shortly, um, I would say this would be the one to watch for the entire summer. And, you know, again, you don't bet on Pixar, except that Disney did all through the pandemic, um, and uh, including earlier this year. Um, so I, I, I think this one's going to be interesting. I think this one's going to be uh, one to watch because it's it's the Toy Story franchise, it doesn't need to be a Toy Story movie. It's still the franchise. And it's still recognizable to two generations. Yeah. 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 I would say the only reservation I have against it is that, again, because things are coming out on streaming so soon, people could say, oh, we'll wait to watch us in a couple months. Like, I remember what happened with um, Encanto. It didn't do super great in theaters, but then when it landed on Disney+, Plus. Like everybody was talking about it and I watched Encanto and fell in love with it. It's like, oh, I kicked myself for not going to see it in the theaters. So no, 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 I no, think, no, we don't talk about yes, it. Yes, yes, don't. Um, <laughs> so that and then is they my do one... nothing but talk about him. Anyway, sorry. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So that's the only thing I could see. This movie could be great, but it might not do as well in theaters just because of the nature of the world we live in now. People waiting till it hits streaming. So yeah, I'm curious to see how well this does at drawing back to theaters. I, like we've been saying, we're in uncharted waters here. I was actually not really excited about this one until the, the new trailer came out just recently. And that got me interested because they revealed more about the story and such, and it sounded awesome. And then you got to see a glimpse of what Zerg looks like too. And it's just like, Oh, this looks good. This really looks good. Because I was fully expecting, you know, just a dorky kids movie and stuff. No, this looks r really smart. And it actually has a plot to it. Yeah, I think when this first was released, everybody had was skeptical. But then I think they forgot that it's a Pixar movie. Um, I mean, when does Pixar, like, I mean, even their worst movie is still better than 90% of the stuff that comes out, right? Like, I mean, they 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 don't drop the ball very often let's put it that way um especially with the toy story with the toy story franchise uh that has been um one that has that's their bread and butter really so um you know be interesting i'm i'm looking forward to this as well um i don't i think you know i think on the one hand a lot of people are not going to know what this is like is it the toy what's going on here i don't understand how this ties in with the other movies but at the end of the day, they're not going to care because they're going to want to take their kids to the movie, the movie, and then that's that's what this is, right? 
Um, all right. Uh, the end of June. Uh, we've got a couple of movies here. I think our first big horror contender, which is The Black Phone with Ethan Hawke, who's been really busy lately. Uh, <laughs> he's in Moon Knight, he's in Northman, and now he's in a horror movie. Boy, he's, he's cashing a lot of checks, let's put it that way. Um, and then we have Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, uh, which is uh, stars Tom Hanks, not as Elvis. Oh, uh, God, but... <laughs> no. Please, God, no. No, he, play, he plays Colonel Tom Parker. I, I wouldn't put it past him at this point. Tom Hanks could uh, like feels like he could play anybody at this point. Um, any thoughts on either one of these movies, Ashley? Um, oh, sorry, Mike. You want to go? Go. No, Ashley first. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, yeah, I... The the black phone looks way too scary for me, so I'll probably give that one for a pass if I want to be sleeping at all for the rest of the summer. But Elvis does look interesting. I um, yeah, I don't know that it's one I necessarily go to the theaters to see, but I'm curious to see the take on it, and um, I think that director's work is interesting. So yeah, I would check that one out. Mm-hmm. Mike, no, for me, I've never even heard of the black phone, but. Um, Elvis actually has gotten me excited. I think this You've might be, Elvis. well, of course I've, I've, I've actually seen him in concert. So, <laughs> so it was, you know, I was like eight years old, but I saw him in concert. So, you know, but it was pretty amazing. You know, this is the first one that I think might be a sleeper hit and everything. I think it has the possibility. Elvis is so fripping popular with through throughout the generations and everything you know i had a neighbor you know whose ki- the kid was my age but his family had the velvet elvis paintings in their house and you know very latino family and elvis was like the second coming and in, in their household and you have that still to this day in a lot of households and elvis i think I think this is going to be one of the sleepers, and I think it has a very good possibility to be up there in the top five of the summer. Ooh, that's bold. That's bold. Alex? Um, Elvis has been, uh, quote-unquote, dead uh, since, like, the, what, early 80s? No, he's working at Burger King in Tulsa. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, his net worth today is $23 So uh, he's got staying power. Here's the thing. Here, here's the thing with with this Elvis movie. Um, how much is Baz Luhrmann going to get away with? Baz does a lot with his movies, especially when it comes to the music. And are we going to stay with traditional Elvis, or are we going to get Elvis and Pitbull? Are we going to get Elvis and P Diddy? Are we going to get an Elvis version of Smells Like Teen Spirit? Um, and before y'all start laughing at me, remember that, uh, 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 what was it, New York uh, State of Mind was used in The Great Gatsby. And that When Doves Cry was used in Romeo and Juliet. Um, what's he going to do with this movie? How's he going to play it? Um as for the black phone, it's a horror movie. I don't do those. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I, I've got questions about um, Elvis, uh, how, how well it'll do. I think it's going to be one of those ones that uh, people are going to check out. And then if it's good, the word of mouth will spread. 
um, and give it more legs, I think. But if, if not a lot of people turn out um, and the word of mouth isn't good, it's just going to die. It's going to flop around. I, I feel like this one needs to have like an old school roadshow release where they just like say, hey, we're showing it in this market from for these two weeks. And then we're taking it on the road to the next market um, and, and build up the hype for it and then release nationwide. Um, apparently the, the, the keepers of the Elvis image, the estate and whatnot, have kept a pretty tight uh, lid on releasing any sort of films or uh, any sort of documentaries or anything on Elvis. So mm-hmm. this is really the first Elvis release we've had in a while. Um, and Priscilla and- Presley has seen the film. And, and, and if she, yeah, if they give it thumbs up, you know, I think that says a lot, especially to the community that still now is that community that loves Elvis still around and still wanting to go to the theaters and everything. We'll yes. find out. We'll find out. I, I've been to Graceland. I've seen those people. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's the end of June. We're at the halfway point. So now's a good time to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the rest of the summer. I'm Joe Heath. And I'm Tony Heath. And we're the hosts of the Watchathon of Rassilon. A podcast where we're watching through all of Doctor Who. And we're just about finished with the classic series. Depending on when you hear this, we may already be done. So why not go check for yourself? And while you're there, why not go ahead and listen to every single episode of the Watchathon of Rassilon? And watch as Joe loses his last little tenuous grip on sanity. The Watchathon of Rassilon, a proud member of the ESO Network. Welcome back. Now let's see where we're going to go for the rest of the summer. Mikey, take it away. Yeah, we are in July and it starts right on the first day. July 1st, we have the release of Minions, The Rise of Gru. Um, I have not seen any movies with Minions in it. Uh, Despicable Me, the Minions movies, I have not seen any of them. This is a prequel, I understand. I is Is this... Is the Minions still a thing that people care about, or is it done? Are people over it? I, I can't I can't answer that. Um, Ashley, tell me about the Minions, what you know about the Minions. Yeah, um, I enjoyed uh, the first Despicable Me quite a bit, but I think this is definitely a case of a franchise with diminishing returns. So I think the likelihood of me seeing this particular movie is pretty low, but obviously people have been going to see the previous ones, so... I'm thinking that with Lightyear coming out just a couple weeks ahead, if people are going to go to take their kids to see a movie, they're going to choose Lightyear over this one. I feel like the minions are kind of played out. I Like years ago, um, the minion memes would be all over Facebook and you couldn't scroll without hitting like eight minion memes. But I feel like they have kind of like overstayed their welcome at this point. So I don't expect that this will do a lot. Alex, how do you feel about Minions? Now, this is our second family release, and this one seems to be aimed more at the itty-bitties. Minions is going to destroy at the box office. Here's why. 
it's releasing the week of July 4th. It is the July 4th release. That movie is going to make Oprah money. I was there for, for, for Despicable Me too. I was there when the theater was literally canceling other shows to create another viewing uh, room because there were so many people trying to get in to see uh, Despicable Me too. Minions was huge. Minions makes a lot of money for Universal. It is their franchise. Universal is about to replace their Shrek show, which they've already removed, with a Minion show. Across the street from their Minion show. (laughs) Okay? There will be a, there'll be a, a, a Despicable Me one, there'll be a Minions one at Universal uh, Orlando. They are banking all of their money on this movie being huge. And I think they've got every right to. I think this movie's going to surprise all of you. All right. So we got a difference there. Mike, what do you, what do you feel about the Minions? I haven't seen a Minions movie since the first Despicable Me. And I thank God that William outgrew it. So, <laughs> you know... I was had no interest in seeing any of the other ones. Still don't have any interest in it. So, pass. I do see that this one, I guess the last couple have not had Steve Carell's character. So, this is a return to that, I guess, because oh, it is a prequel. But um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure about this one um, myself because I, I just don't know that. I, I, don't, I don't understand Minions culture, I, I, must, I must say. Um, sort of out of the loop on that one. All right. So then the next week, July 8th, this is the second MCU movie, uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, this is the second Thor movie directed by Taika Waititi. Waititi, right? Thank you. Sorry. All right. Um, Mike, we're going to start with you. Everyone um, can drink from the mispronouncing of the director's absolutely. name. Absolutely. Okay. As always. As always. Uh, Mike, I want to start with you because you mentioned during the Doctor Strange talk that you were more looking forward to this another MCU movie, and I'm assuming you meant this one. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, this one just looks like a ton of fun, and I think there'll be more story to it than Doctor Strange. And... I like Thor Ragnarok. I enjoyed a lot of the film and I like a lot of what the director does. This kind his, his MCU projects, but also his individual projects that he does either acting or directing in. And, you know, I think I like his vision, no pun intended. And I would like to, you know, hope that this will continue on it. And I did recently read, the Lady Thor um, series that they did in the comics. And I hope they capture part, at least a fraction of it and everything. Mm -hmm. And very curious to see what they do with it. Now, much like uh, that, to be fair, the Disney Marvel marketing firm, uh, you know, big train has not yet started for this movie because they're, they're putting all their eggs right now in the Dr. Strange carton. But um, once that's over, we're going to get blasted 
with uh, Thor previews and information and everything like that. But the preview that's been released, I think, last week, uh, you know, Doctor Strange isn't the only Marvel movie that's going to feature other cameos by other characters. I mean, we do see the Guardians of the Galaxy and, uh, you know, a lot of people, well, a lot of people like those guys. Uh, so I think that's going to help this movie as well. Uh, Ashley, how do you feel about Thor Love and Thunder? Yeah, so this might not be the most popular of opinions, but I'm Thor Ragnarok is not my favorite MCU movie. I thought there were some really cool things about it, but I also feel like sometimes it trended to lean a little bit too hard into the humor at for the sake of drama. And I apologize to anyone who loves him, but I hated Korg with a flaming passion. Like I hated that guy. I was so sad that that he didn't get snapped by Thanos. Like if I could sacrifice him to bring back like Black Widow and Tony Stark, I would do that in a heartbeat. But (laughs) my core hate aside. Heartless. Yeah, I would. um, I love it when you see the dark side of Ashley. Yes. So I'm (laughs) core brings it out in me. But aside from him, who I assume we'll see, I am excited to see Natalie Portman back. I thought it was a shame that she was kind of, pushed aside in the MCU and we didn't really see her or an explanation for why her character was gone. So hopefully that will bring her story arc to more of a close. And it's always great to see the guardians. I'm really looking forward to them. Um, I interesting to see Christian Bale in an MCU movie. I'm kind of excited for that. So yeah, I think there's a lot of really cool things that could come from it and um yeah just continue to deal with the fallout of thor's character development i mean he's been through a lot by this point um in the mcu so i think that there could be some cool things that are done with his character alex my biggest concern with this movie um is uh how much damage control are they going to do about thor's ptsd cuz a lot of ill humor was done at Thor's expense in Endgame. And you cannot just turn PTSD off overnight. It takes time to grow. It takes time to really understand that you don't have to be that way. Um, And a lot of acceptance has to come about it. Um, I I love that the Guardians are going to be in it. Uh, Korg's obviously going to be in it. He's played by Taika Watiti, and that's how you pronounce it. Um, so it's 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 one of those things where I think that they've got a lot of room to make an amazing film, and I cannot wait to see Natalie Portman in that role. Um, I hope I hope Kat Dennings is there. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a Darcy fan. Uh, so, uh, I, I'm hoping that she makes some kind of, uh, appearance in the movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one and I, of all the Thor movies, I think Ragnarok was my favorite because it was a strong reboot for that character. Um, and, uh, after the effects of Endgame, I'd like to see what that character's like now. Hmm. I, uh, I'm sort of, I know Ashley didn't go this far, but I will say this, uh, cause I'm, I, I know what Ashley's talking about because I would rather see dark world than Ragnarok any day of the week, uh, as far as, Thor, as far as Thor, okay. goes. so, um, 
because I am also a, I am also a Darcy fan, uh, <laughs> and among other reasons. But regardless how I feel about Ragnarok, um, I am excited to see this. Uh, I am excited to see another Thor movie. The Guardians um, are in it. Um, I'm kind of worried about a couple things, though. I'm worried about the fact that they're not taking the PSD too seriously, as Alex mentioned. Plus, in Endgame, there was some uh, accusations of fat shaming when it came to Thor. Um, Insensitivity, uh, I think, is a good uh, concern for those type of things that uh, maybe uh, this could deal with. Also, the fact that there's a uh, female Thor um in the comics that got some we'll say anti-woke backlash so i fully expect that to carry over to the movie as well on a bigger scale like it did with uh captain marvel um so there are some things that are against this movie it comes out later than dr strange um in a normal like everything being equal if Doctor, if a Doctor Strange movie was going up against a Thor movie, I would always have, I would usually have no problem saying Thor is going to beat that Doctor Strange movie box office wise, no problem, hands down. This year, with the whole all everything going up against each other, I don't know. I you know, one looks dark, one looks fun, one looks non-accessible. If you're not an MCU fan, huge into all that stuff, all the Easter eggs. One looks like it's just a party. Um, I, I don't know. The number two movie is, is, a, is the question for me. I think either one of these is going, well, I think both of them are going to be in the top three. I just don't know what, which one's going to be number two, which one's going to be number three. Um, so when it comes to Thor uh, versus Doctor Strange, at least as far as the MCU battle uh, goes in this summer, Ashley, where do you stand? Yeah, I, my gut feeling is to, I think that Dr. Strange will pull ahead just again, because it's dealing with kind of the aftermath of Spider-Man No Way Home. I think if we didn't have Spider-Man No Way Home, Thor would probably take the box office prize. But because again, like you said, Dr. Strange is coming first, it's playing off of that. I think that's what's going to push it just a little bit ahead. Asking in the Spider-Man Afterglow. Um, (laughs) Alex in that in the battle between Doctor Strange and Thor you mean where everybody who gets to go see Doctor Strange gets to see a preview of the movie that's coming out later that summer so it gets a ton of advertisement and gets it into the minds of all the people who are watching it Thor is winning Thor is winning all right Mike I'm going to agree with you guys. I think Thor's going to take it most likely. I think, you know, word of mouth, I think, like Alex said, most likely the second after credit, you know, trailer will be, you know, Thor and something leading right, either leading right into it or extend extended trailer for it. Like they did with Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. I think you're totally going to get that. And folks, please stay for after the credits. Don't get up. Come on. It's just getting old already. Uh, I'm going to go with Ashley as well. I'm going to go with Doctor Strange. So we've got two for Doctor Strange, two for Thor. Uh, this should be really interesting. But, you know, between the thing is, between Doctor Strange, between Thor, between Lightyear, I think Disney's going to get all the money. Except for Jurassic World money. 
Um, so, uh, so regardless, they, you know, there's no losers when it comes to that for, uh, as far as Disney's goes. Okay. So we go to mid July. Um, we've got a Bruce Willis movie coming out, uh, called the wrong place. Uh, does the sympathies for Bruce Willis kind of make this a relevant movie that gets interest or no? No. 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 Uh, any any other thoughts on this one? Okay. So uh, then we'll move to July 22nd. July 22nd is probably the most interesting weekend for me nope. as far as the nope. summer. Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> You don't think nope. so? <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, you've got a Jordan Peele sci-fi horror movie called Nope coming out. Nope. You've got a uh, the only movie that I can see this summer that's targeted at at women. So this is your fried green tomatoes, steel magnolias pick of the seat of the summer. Where the crawdads sing, based on a best-selling novel. Um, and then you've got Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank, which is, uh, I thought it was something to do with the Kung Fu Panda, but I don't think it's, I think it's a separate thing entirely. So I don't It know. is. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, there's something for everybody at the movie theater this weekend. <laughs> um, any thoughts on any of those movies, Ashley? Yeah, so um, if... The movie Nope was not directed by Jordan Peele. I would probably be giving it a nope because it looks scary. But, you know, I watched Get Out despite my reservations. And that movie blew my mind with how good it was, how finely crafted it was. So I don't know that I'm going to be brave enough to actually go see Nope in theaters. But I do want to see it because I think that Jordan Peele is such an intriguing creator. And I think I, I love how he crafts his stories and puts so much care and attention to detail with them. So that's one I definitely want to see. I have not yet read the novel Where the Crawdads Sing, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. So that the movie reminds me that I need to go read the book and I'm interested in that one. So yeah. There's um, several coming up um, that last week of July that I'm going to have my eye on for sure. Yeah, two marginalized uh, sections of the audience uh, are targeted this weekend. And I think either one may not be strong enough to make either one go in the top five, but I think uh, both have the potential to be to be contenders. Yeah, and especially uh, with movies like this that don't have the huge budget. It doesn't have to do doctor strange type money to be successful so could be some good counter programming or people right. looking for something different than superheroes absolutely i mean in a normal year pre-pandemic um you know you'd question why where the crawdad thing is even being released in the summer uh but here it has a pretty good shot at making it at least in the top 10 if not you know higher up than the yeah usual. yeah um any thoughts on either one of these movies alex um i i I think during this time period, first of all, it, it, it intrigues me to no end that one of the main characters from the Weird Al video, White and Nerdy, is becoming the new uh, Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> His movies are smart and terrifying. Um, and I just, you don't sit there and go, yeah. That's from the guy who wrote the uh, uh, Obama translator sketches. You don't. No. 
You just don't. I mean, this guy has created a whole nother facet to mm-hmm. himself. And I think, you know, I mean, no, I'm not going to see it because nope. it is definitely, no, absolutely not. I think it's going to be huge. Yeah. I think it's going to be very big for him. Uh, and again, like Ashley was saying, it's a small budget and it's going to have a great turnaround. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that it, if any of the, man, it could squeak into the, the number five spot, maybe as high, if depending on, if it's one of those movies that, you know, like, like, um, uh, I just drew a blank, but like some of his other movies where you just have to go see it, right? The word is you have to go. You're not going to believe it. Get out. Um, us. Yeah, yeah us. exactly. It, um, I, it got a big us feel to it. Yeah, this one got, you know, this one actually had a um, an M. Night Shyamalan feel to me. Um, mm-hmm. and, and but in, in a, a good in a way. Good, in a yeah. good way. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, in a good yeah. way. Um, so, we don't want it. We don't want it. We don't want to uh, 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 insult Mr. Peel. No, not at all. Not at all. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to it's it's pretty stuffy with three Disney movies and a uh, what is Jurassic World? Is that Universal? Universal. Yeah. yeah. And a universal movie there, like there's not a lot of much room for the, another movie to make the top five. So that's going to be really interesting to see what does it. But I think, you know, Nope is going to aim right at that target audience too. that go that wants to go see it again and again and again, maybe. Um, any thoughts, Mike? It's interesting. It's, it's very, very interesting because the trailer for Nope, at first, you know, you think it's a, like more about a family that, you know, raises horses for Hollywood. And it then takes a very, very dark turn. And you don't know what this cloud thing is that's sucking everybody up. And you see the kite hanging down from from it. And I've heard a lot of people talking that it could be ghosts, that it could be aliens, it could be just a monster it you just don't know and it has my curiosity up i'd almost go to the theater to see it and just be horrified the whole time yeah i don't i don't do horror movies very often and when i do i I don't see them in the theater so i i honestly would not release another trailer for nope no i I would give you as little information about this film as possible yeah don't spoil it at all yeah, but it kind of gave me a feel a little bit of like the quiet place because you didn't really know what that was either. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, and no, no thoughts on Pause of Fury. Nope. Um, I, nope. It's my, it's, it's my, it's my pick for for biggest bomb. Wow. I actually read the plot of it, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be bad. It's uh, it's got Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks yeah. has made some stinkers, my friend. <laughs> I hate to ever say it, but Life stinks, Dracula dead and loving it. It could um, be it could be Mel Brooks like last thing. Yeah, let's not even joke about that. No, dude, really. Really. Well, you had you had to say that. Come no, on. Didn't have Don't to. put it in the atmosphere. No. All right. Let's go to the end of July. Uh an interesting battle here as well. We've got two releases. One is the only remaining DC movie uh, that can be released in the summer. I think originally there was as many as two uh, uh, live action 
DC movies that were supposed to be released in the summer. They both got postponed. And so we are left with the DC League of Super Pets animated movie with the voices of Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, and uh, and Keanu Reeves as Batman, The Dark Knight. Um, this one, I, I'm intrigued by this. I don't know if I'm intrigued enough to go to the theater, but I am I think this one might have some legs. It might be kind of fun to see. Um, maybe like A Secret Life of Pets, but only with a better cast and, and, and characters. Uh, Alex, any thoughts on this one? I'd like to point out that Kevin Hart was also in Secret Life of Pets. Um, I, mm, I've seen the ads for this. I, man, there's no way to go about this without dropping a pun. It looks rough. All right. It looks rough. Ouch. Um, Ouch. I just, coming off of uh, uh, Lightyear and uh, Gru. This is not the year to drop this this film, and do not release it after those two, because the only money it's going to make is going to be from the people from the parents who are like, "We've seen those enough. Let's watch this one instead." Gotcha, gotcha. Ashley, any thoughts? The only thing I could think of it, that might make it unique is that kids love animals; they also love superheroes. So, um, if they happen to see this preview when they're watching some of the other movies this summer, beg their parents so they get to be taken again. But I don't know that it will be like a big breakout hit. And um, for people that are starved for DC content, you could probably just stay home and watch the Batman again on HBO Max. Well, we do know in 45 days it'll be available. Yes, yeah. So So I think that'll be one people might just wait to catch on HBO Max. So, Mike, any more thoughts on League of Pets? No, they said it. Yeah, no, I, I'll watch it when it comes to HBO, but that's about it. The other movie released at the end of July, July 29th, is uh, my pick for a uh, sleeper pick, a uh, sleeper movie of the year called Bullet Train. This stars Brad Pitt. It's about assassins aboard a fast-moving bullet train. Um, it is directed by the guy who brought us Atomic Blonde, uh, Deadpool 2, one of the guys behind uh, John Wick, um this could be a heck of a lot of fun full of action mystery uh make an action-packed knives out uh mystery like i think this has the potential to be really strong i'm really curious to see this one anybody else have thoughts on bullet train the trailer looked amazing but i'll wait to see what it does yeah i had not heard about this movie and i saw the um trailer i can't move, remember what movie it was before maybe it was fantastic beast but i as soon as i saw that trailer i was like man i don't know what this is but i have got to see this like you said it just looks like it's a ton of fun it's an action comedy which i feel like is great towards the end of summer when things are winding down so i'm really looking forward to this one mm-hmm. bullet train has the potential to be either one of those long-standing years later people are still talking about it kind of actioners where it's just like it hits you like john wick it it does all that stuff it could also be smoking aces wow Wow. and i I liked smoke i love smoking aces i love that movie what but but everybody right now there's a person on this panel who's going i don't know smoking aces 
Um, so I, I just feel like there it, it has the possibility. I like the idea of doing an actioner where, where you can't get out of an area. But haven't we seen Liam Neeson do the same thing? And I just, I want it to be a success. I like Pitt. Um, I, I, I like the, the choices uh, that he makes with his, especially with his comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's going to go one of two ways. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping it goes one way, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, all right. So then we have the last month of the summer, which is August. Guys, I looked at the August releases week to week, and um, look, if the highlight is going to be Guns 3, you want to talk about a decades-old franchise with a sequel. Um, (laughs) uh, Emilio Estevez bringing out uh, the boys. Uh, They're no longer young guns. Uh, They're just playing guns. Um, I'm surprised that one's not going straight to streaming. Um, we've got uh, Man from Toronto with Woody Harrelson and Kevin Hart, uh, Beast with Idris Elba, Sylvester Stallone with Samaritan. Any word on any of the m- movies in August, Ashley? Uh, are any of these relevant or interesting? I mean, if I see Idris Elba's name in the cast, I'm interested in the movie. But beyond that, no. <laughs> I think really Bullet Train is going to be the last blast of summer and then things are going to pretty much die down after that these movies could do decent amounts but i feel like these a lot of them are ones that people could wait till they stream yeah yeah they're just coming out too late i think to make an impact yeah Uh, especially with all the other big movies i think people are going to be kind of done after that yeah alex any thoughts about august releases i'm terrified that there's a guns three and I'm now having to look it up because I'm terrified that there's a guns three. Um, yeah, it's as we always see right at the end of the summer, you kind of get the dregs. You, you just kind of get like the, well, here's a movie. We don't exactly know where to put it. We'll put it at the end of the summer because people will be used to going to the movies by then. Uh, but I don't see anything on here that's, that's really blowing me out of the water. Um, and apparently August 12th, there's supposed to be an unknown Disney release. Hmm. So we don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't speak to yeah that. Cause I have no idea if that is going to happen or not. No. Yeah. Um, and at that point, you know, if it's Disney, obviously it, it could make an impact. Otherwise, um, maybe it's just another Fox movie they're trying to just get off their schedule. Uh, or if they've got that space open, they'll re-release Lightyear or Doctor Strange or yeah, Thor. Uh, they, we've seen them do it before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because I think, to your point, um, a couple of weeks after the summer, they're re-releasing Avatar. I don't know why. Uh, I guess they just feel like it's going to be relevant somehow. Uh, maybe. Uh <laughs> They, are they making more of those movies or yeah, something? That's the word, but you know. Uh, so I'm not uh, holding you know, my breath on it. No. As I'll far believe as, it when I yeah, see it. Yeah, as far as uh, the that's the that's the winter and fall uh, box office discussion. So, all right. So now we've gone over all the months, all the weeks, all the releases. Let's get down to putting our uh, so-called money where our mouths are. 
what will be the top grossing film of the summer? Not the whole the year, but the summer of 2022, Ashley? I think it's going to be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. People are just going to be curious to see how the MCU is going to move forward. It's kind of the first big bombastic movie of the summer. So I think that it's going to take the top spot. Woo! For the whole summer. So so it's all downhill from there. Like next yeah. week is, <laughs> next week's the big one. It's all downhill it's like, from there. <laughs> yep. Um, I just heard the list. I kind of you know. <laughs> um, Alex, what is going to be the big winner of this summer? Oh damn! Uh, so here's the thing. Every year I bet against Jurassic World, and every year I'm wrong. Um, Doctor Strange. Multiverse wow. of Madness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I thought Which you were is, in the Thor. Oh, camp. you know what? You know what? I am. I am in the Thor camp. Thor. <laughs> Thor is my pick. Thor. Wow. Thor is my pick. Thor. Love uh, and Thunder. Actually, I think Thor is the better movie. I think that Doctor Strange is going to have a longer runtime in theaters. Mm. And I think that's what's going to help it most. Mm. Gotcha. So I am, I am, I am sticking with the, with Doctor Strange and look forward to being wrong because of Jurassic World again. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> when will you learn? Uh, <laughs> uh, Mike, what is your pick for the top movie of the summer of 2022? I'm going to go out for a long shot and I'm going to say Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm not an idiot totally, but only some of the time. So I definitely think that's the way to go. Three out of the four members of the movie crew uh, go with Doctor Strange, um, with may, a possible maybe on Thor. I am uh, I'm going to go with Jurassic World. I think that's still going to be the one to beat. Uh, number two, I think, is going to be Doctor Strange, and then three is going to be Thor. Uh, but it's going to be very close between Thor and Doctor Strange. Uh, that's going to be an interesting battle to watch. Um, but uh, And who knows? Lightyear could, could just come in and just blow everybody else out of the water. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> um, so, all right. So that's the our pick for the top movie. Biggest flop. This is the one that uh, everybody thinks is going to be a big deal, but probably not so much. Uh, Alex, we're going to start with you. What's the uh, biggest flop of the summer? Well, since you've said the way that you said it, I can't go with the story of Hank. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with my gut on this one. Top Gun Maverick. Ooh, I think wow. it's just been too long, and I think people will wait for it to be on uh, on Peacock. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Mike, what about you? What's the biggest flop? I was going to do that cat movie, but. Um, I'm going to say Top Gun. I think I agree. It doesn't look, the trailer doesn't look exciting. It looks like everything we've seen before. Literally changing out what Kelly McGillis with, um, you know, what's her name? Um, whoever, you know, is in the movie, they just changed heads, whatever they want to call it. (laughs) So literally it's, uh, Jennifer Connelly. Oh, right. Instead, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm all not I'm really not impressed. But yeah, there's 
some interesting things in there, but I think Top Gun is going to be the big flop. Okay. Ashley? I think it's going to be uh, Minions, Rise of Gru. Like I said earlier, I think that the Minions, I know, and Alex, you can laugh at me if I end up with egg on my face about this, but I feel like um, especially whether Lightyear does big or underperforms, I think that will be the kids movie of the summer. And I feel like um, Minions is not going to do a whole lot at the box office. Um, wow, because uh, that is exactly my pick as well. I mean, I must admit, I don't understand the Minions. Not, I haven't seen them directly, but I feel like that that ship has sailed. Um, and uh, I, I feel like, yeah, that's just going to just be out there. Yeah, this will probably be the last Minions movie in a while. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <laughs> I know, Alex, I know. Uh, what, what's fun for me is that Ashley has a toddler now. And I know, she's gonna as, have to see all these. I know. I said, like, I sometimes I go to the theater and see previously kids' movies. Like, these look so dumb. And then I'm like, this is my future oh, in crap. a couple years. Yeah. Yep. This is what my kids gonna want to see. No, yeah. you're just gonna show them Star Wars movies. <laughs> over, Hello. And over. Not not just want to see, but want to see over and over and over and over again. We're just gonna uh, pretend, or I'll just take her to the movies after the previews have started, so we don't <laughs> so we just go to see the movie that we came to see. We don't learn about any of those others. <laughs> you know how many times I watched that frippin' Steve Martin Pink Panther movie because oh. William wanted to see it Goodness over Christ. and oh. over and over again. Wow, that hurts. You paid your it, dues. Oh, oh, dude, I have the marks to show it. Oh. We'll talk about that off uh, off camera because yeah, I have some comments a, about that movie. That's some serious scarring. Um, all right, so biggest surprise hit. Um, I already mentioned that I think it's going to be Bullet Train. Uh, Mike, what is your pick for biggest surprise hit? Um, damn it, I was going to do Bullet Train actually. So you still can. Yeah, I'm going to do Bullet. Not train. exclusive. I know. Uh, Bullet Train. I, um, I think it's going to do really well, but I also think. The Super Pets are going to do really well because, you know, I think end of this towards the end of the summer, kids are getting ready to go back to school and parents are like, what do we do with these kids? Let's take them to Super Pets. And Ashley's going to be there right beside them with her. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm going to, but I'm going to say bullet train for right now. But right. I think, I think Super Pets is a good honorable mention. Uh, your pick for biggest surprise hit, Ashley. I don't know if Nope qualifies as a surprise here or not because I feel like Jordan Peele is a reliable creator and people are looking for this. But I think what's going to be the surprise is just how big this movie is going to be. I think it's going to do really – it's going to hit that sweet spot. It's going to do really well with critics. It's going to do really well with fans and word of mouth. I think it's going to be one that you have to see this summer, and I think it's going to pull in a lot of money at the box office. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. And Alex. There's a reason why Ashley is so good at this. My pick is nope. <laughs> it's a movie but, he's not going to go see. <laughs> here's the thing. My pick was Bullet Train. And Ashley changed my mind. Wow. Oh, wow. oh that's pressure. That's pressure. That is, no, I absolutely agree with what she said. It makes total sense. And I think he is listed as an underrated director. He is one that nobody talks about. We are sitting there talking about how great his stuff is. We mentioned M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. He's, we should be looking at Hitchcock. We should not be looking at Hitchlock. 
this uh <laughs> nope nope could be the movie that really just makes him uh improves that he's not just a two hit wonder right like mm-hmm. a like the, he's a consistently amazing filmmaker um yeah. and i hope that happens i hope that happens all right so the top three movies you're most looking forward to this summer on a personal level um ashley we'll start with you yeah so for this i kind of made myself uh set aside like all the big superhero movies and things like that because i mean obviously we're all looking forward to dr strange so my three movies that are a little more off the beaten path are of course downton abbey it's my all-time favorite show and so i'll show up to see those characters at any time uh, bullet train i think it looks really fun it's something different um that trailer really blew me away and then this is a small little movie called uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it but it's mrs harris goes to paris it's about an elderly woman whose husband has passed and she ends up coming into some money and so she decides that she's lived a quiet life and she's going to go to paris and buy herself a designer dress and it's just one of those charming little British comedies about a little old lady who goes on an adventure and discovers her life. But the preview just looked very charming and fun. So that's the type of, I think that'll be just a fun little feel good summer movie. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I wasn't even, I knew I, I, that one went right by me uh, as far as uh, possibilities there. Uh, Alex, what are the three movies you're most looking forward to seeing? Uh, my, my, the ones I'm looking most forward to this summer um obviously uh thor love and thunder um i'm genuinely looking forward to that um i am looking forward uh to minions rise of gru because i look forward to going ha ha i told you so <laughs> um and uh number three uh probably bullet train simply because yeah we've seen liam neeson do it but we haven't seen brad pitt do it and uh, I think that's going to make things interesting. So those are the, those are the three I'm looking forward to the most. Awesome. Mike, what are your top three? My top three, actually. I'm going to skip the superhero stuff because, like Ashley said, we're all looking forward to that. That's just a given. But I'm going to do Downton Abbey because love the TV show. I thought it was pretty darn amazing. Um, I'm also looking forward to now, I, you know, after seeing the trailer, I am looking forward to Lightyear. I really am looking forward to Lightyear. It just, I don't know, something about it just got me going, wow, this is actually looks good. And, you know, I'm happy for that because before that, you know, when they first announced, oh, they're doing a Buzz Lightyear movie, <laughs> give me a break, you know. So I'm looking forward to that. The third movie I am actually looking forward to actually is a documentary that is coming out earlier in the summer in May. It's called Jazz Fest, A New Orleans Story. And Jazz Fest is an amazing, amazing series of shows they do in New Orleans in around this time of the year, actually. And my sister and her husband actually go every year. And they've been trying to get Judy and I to come down to do it with them. But, you know, it's the I've seen the performances on YouTube and other places. And if this movie captures half of that, I am so going to be looking forward to seeing, you know, 
seeing it and everything. I'm sure I'll have to go to one of the art houses in Atlanta to go see it at the, you know, to just get a chance to see it because it ain't coming out to the suburbs, folks. So <laughs> it ain't going to be doing that. So definitely it's going to be worth checking out. So please, if you get a chance, support some of your local and lo- you know local art houses and also some of the smaller movies that are coming out. We just mentioned the big ones. There are a ton of smaller films coming out over the summer too, folks. So if you get no, not if you get not a, chance, a huge amount though. I mean, it is pretty it's still pretty sparse. It's, it, it is pretty sparse. I also know there's a certain Kevin Smith movie coming out sometime over the summer that they haven't announced yet. So Clerks 3 is lurking. Hmm. So they're saying it's going to be late summer, early fall. So we might be talking about that in our, you know, fall movie preview. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as for me, um, Dr. Strange, I'm going to put Dr. Strange and Thor MCU movie at the number one spot, just because I'm always there for those. Uh, Bullet Train will be my number two, as far as uh, the movies I'm looking forward to seeing. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing Elvis. Uh, I grew up, I'm a big Elvis fan. My parents were Elvis fans. Uh, I, I like the idea of having this, instead of doing like a, you know, scathing docu-series or something about Elvis. I like this Baz Luhrmann fantasy element of his life, kind of like, like, uh, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody in some ways. Like, it, it might have that sort of vibe to it, only more fantastic. Uh, so um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how that, that plans out. So that's the, that's my third one on the list that I'm looking forward to. So, um, cool. so those are the movies. Um, anything else about the, the summer um, is it a strong summer? Is it a weak summer overall? Uh, Ashley, what do you think about this whole thing overview? You know what? It, I think that, um, it's not as packed as it has been in the past, but I think that maybe could be a good thing. Give these movies more of a chance to breathe, give people a chance to go back to the theater to see them. So yeah, it's nice to have a bunch of movies to see in theaters again, but not too many. It's not overloaded, which is nice. Alex, your overview of the summer. So uh, my, my thoughts for, for the summer, um, I, I, this is not what I would consider a strong summer uh, for movies. I do agree that this might be the best thing that could happen to cinema. It could also have disastrous results for smaller films. Um, if the movie theaters are like, we can get a lot of people into one movie as opposed to getting smaller groups into several movies you're going to see more theaters giving space to the tent poles than to the ones that maybe deserve a bigger shot and a lot of these films we saw a lot on the uh we we used box office mojo's movie release listings and um we saw a lot of movies that were listed limited release uh, in that list there's a lot of movies coming out this summer mm-hmm. and uh, most of them are not coming to a theater near you right right so i don't know uh mike overview of the summer How um i'm agreeing that it is a s- smaller release summer and it doesn't feel as overwhelming as we've had in the past and I think of like everyone's saying, I think it's a good thing and everything. Cause we're just, we're still on the road to recovery folks. And I think that, you know, let's, 
edge your way in or anything. There are a few smaller films out there, like I had mentioned, that I do want to see. And I hopefully they will still get enough, you know, viewings and such. But there's also going to be a lot of films coming out on streaming also over the summer. So don't forget that, too. So, you know, you have that to look forward to. And, you know, a few new shows that are coming our way that, you know, we're looking forward to. We're going to get, you know, so we're going to be inundated still, but not the same way we were before. And so it's going to be very, very interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, it looks like this year we're all on that road to recovery, as you said, Mike, mm-hmm. and, and the theaters are in recovery mode as well. Um, look, we're not out of the woods yet. We still don't know what's going to happen. We hope that this is going to be a summer that we can actually uh, go to the movies successfully and and not have to worry about anything else. And this is just going to be the start of of a new normal in which we get um, you know more summer movies coming out to years to come. So it's not a bad list overall. Um, and like you said, Mike, I think it's kind of a safe, like, it's sort of like one of those lists that's kind of like the releases are like, okay, this is a summer, but you know, I think the movies are going to get bigger and bigger, especially towards the end of the year. There's some really big releases coming at the end of this year. So, uh, you know, they're saving some of their stuff till, till they know that things are going to be all clear. Um, so yeah, that's that's the summer in review. Man, it's been so long since we got a chance to do this, guys. It's been amazing to do this again. I can't wait to see uh, what all these movies do. I can't wait to see how the box office responds. And I can't wait to review all the movies with you guys. Um, and that includes you listeners at home. Um, if you have some ideas on what you think uh, will be the top movies of the year or some movies that we haven't mentioned that you're looking forward to, please let us know. Uh, you know how to contact us. Uh, feel free to reach out and you can be part of our summer movie preview as well. So, um, so it starts next week. And um, on that note, I guess we'll take a quick break and then we'll close up the show. Summertime, summertime, sum, sum, summertime, 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 summertime. shut them books and throw Welcome to Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this Geek Girl is talking about five comedic shows I think you should be watching. There is so much TV out there, so I figured I would make a short list of five comedic shows I think you should check out if you love comedy and are looking for something new to watch. Since I know it's a problem for me, once I finish a show, I then have to sit there and figure out what I'm going to watch next. First off, I'm going to start off with a show that has two versions, an American version and a British version. And both are amazing. And you should watch both, but if you only have time for one, then you can pick. This show is Ghosts. To me, it's so rare that a remake of a show hits the mark so well, and the American version of Ghosts found its footing really early on. But if you want a bit more to watch, since the British version does have multiple seasons, you can also check that one out, because both are great in my opinion. Tired of Bob's Burgers reruns but want to watch a fun comedic animated show? The Great North is that show. It's hilarious, touches on themes that we can all relate to, but also sometimes can be a little out there because the situations get a little silly. This show is perfect for that. It's set in Alaska with a single dad raising his four kids who all live with him. It's very sweet and very fun to watch. Our Flag Means Death is a show I cannot stop raving about. I love this show. It's hilarious, heartwarming, and just so well written and acted. 
there isn't enough good things that I can say about this show because that type of praise just doesn't exist. Just watch it. It's that good in my opinion. And it has so many amazing comedic actors in it that you'll just enjoy getting to be like, oh my gosh, that's such and such while you're watching it. What We Do in the Shadows has also been an amazing show to watch every season. And I am so excited for the new season that'll be coming out. I am very invested in the afterlife of these oblivious vampires, and I love watching their adventures as they go. And if you're looking for something new to start, you have a few seasons of amazing episodes to watch of this show that'll keep you occupied for a little while. And my last suggestion is Wellington Paranormal. This is a New Zealand mockumentary comedy show that follows two police officers on their calls they get that have to do with the paranormal activity in their area. The two officers are hilarious and very oblivious. And if you watch Taskmaster New Zealand, you will often see some familiar faces as well show up in each episode. Thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. Helm reports. Sir, there's Klingons in the starboard bow. Starboard bow? Starboard bow. What are they doing there? They seem to be waiting for the new episode of Earth Station Trek. Science, what do we know about this Earth Station Trek? It's a podcast that tracks through the history of Star Trek, from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. Navigation, how would one find such a podcast? By setting coordinates for EarthStationTrek.com or by doing a sensor sweep of Spotify, iTunes, or any other quadrant where fine podcasts are available. Captain, what are we going to do about the Klingons? We come in peace, Commander. Weapon station, shoot to kill. Shoot, shoot to, to kill. kill! Shoot to kill! So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. wanted to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Alex, thank you as always, my friend. Oh, it's good to be here. And you guys are always tremendous uh, when it comes to, to putting on a good show. So it's my honor to be here tonight. Oh, thanks, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Anything you want to shout out about? You know, if summer movies are, are coming up, it's giving you a reason to get out of the house. Support the independent theaters. The big chains are going to be fine. Support those little ones that need it most. Nope. Agreed completely. And, you know, each of us go to, you know, our independent movie theaters and help support them. The mom and pop type places that aren't the big chains. And folks, they're struggling more than most places because, you know, they have a lot of overhead and sometimes it's harder for them to keep up with the big boys and, you know, we're going to be interesting to see, you know, people are still not at the levels they used to be. So I agree with exactly what Alex said on that one. So, but, um, thank you, Alex, for being here. Do appreciate it. And Ashley, thank you as always. We couldn't do the show with, you know, out our movie person who is one of our favorites and has been, we're, you're Aww. celebrating almost an anniversary with us now. I feel like I was thinking this might be my 10th summer movie preview well i guess since not counting the pandemic but i think 2012 was maybe the first year i joined in on the summer movie preview so i think so in and 10 years man i wow. know and she was still in elementary school then folks it's pretty amazing <laughs> so it's it's pretty awesome and ashley has been a both ashley and alex have been great you know additions to the show and you know we love hanging with them we love talking to them and it's it never feels right when we don't have both of them together. So, you know, it's a good thing. 
and everything like that. And of course, Mr. Mike Gordon, anything you want to shout out about, sir? Well, as always, it's my pleasure, especially on this show. I mean, it's been, uh, you know, this was always a highlight every year to do the summer movie preview. I've been doing it even before I was doing the show. Uh, me and some friends and my cousin would always do a, a summer movie preview of uh, or try to guess the box office winner every summer. And so it's 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 just one of my favorite things to do every year. It's nice to be able to do this, to have actually a summer movie season to be able to talk about and of course to talk about it with you all it's it's one of the favorite my favorite episodes to record as well so gonna be really interesting to see what happens um as far as shouting out goes uh look i just finished watching a a series uh, that they did the last episode or of the season uh, this week and i just have to give it a shout out because i don't think it's getting enough um look-sees at it i don't see even um hbo max promoting it that much and that is tokyo vice um, it is a amazing series uh, with uh, Ansel Elgort, uh, who is in West Side Story, who is in Baby Driver. Also, uh, Ken Watanabe, I think is the name. I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering that, but um, it's based on a true story, um, which is fascinating to me about a journalist that takes place in the 90s, about a journalist, American journalist uh, trying to infiltrate and try to find out more about the Yakuza and the gangster activity over there in Japan. I just think it's a fascinating series. It's well done. Uh, Michael Mann is one of the executive producers. Uh, Alan Paul is another one of the executive producers. They both have directed episodes and have a creative input as well. It's a good series. Is it a great series? Is it like, you know, um, I don't, you know, I, 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 was, I really liked it a lot. I think more people should be watching it. I don't know why HBO Max is not promoting it more, um, but uh, I'd say uh, all the episodes are now available um, that you can watch uh, on HBO Max. So I would go ahead and watch this series so you can, so they do, they haven't greenlit a season two yet. And I really want to see a season two. I want to see this continue. So I give this uh, a big thumbs up. Uh, check it out. Tokyo Vice on HBO Max. Awesome. Awesome. Um you know, folks, there's so much good stuff out there to watch, and it's hard to keep up with a lot of it at the time. And, you know, it's almost like, okay, what streaming service should I watch tonight? Throw a dart at the TV or something like that. Don't worry. It's one of the felt tips. I'm not going to use the pointy ones, you know, on my screen. That would just be that would just be really dumb. So definitely, um, my shout out real quick. Um, we got to go see live music again. That's right, folks. Um, as things are starting to open up again, it's the return of the music festival. And Judy and I went to North Coachella. Carolina. Oh, oh God, no. 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 <laughs> Shaky um, knees. Uh, no, no. No, no. Which no. one? <laughs> we, we went to Merle Fest, which is an amazing festival. It's um, celebrated its 34th year of um, a festival. And it was kind of different for us because usually we're used to going to the music festivals, which are in open parks or open, you know, fields somewhere out in the wild or in the desert. And this was actually on a college campus and it was pretty awesome. And it's called Merle Fest and it's all types of music. It's rock, it's country, it's bluegrass Americana. And, you know, it was founded by Doc Watson, 
back in 1988, and it, it was just truly amazing. The music we saw, it was jam-packed, because usually, you know, when we go to one of these music festivals, we get to, you know, we get to hang out with family and friends and stuff, you know, at the at the house we usually rent and everything. We didn't have time, this one. There was music literally from, like, 11 a.m. all the way up till 1 or 2 in the morning, and it was just it was just awesome and awesome. And it was great. We actually, you know, got to see some bands we've wanted to see for quite some time. Got to see some favorites. And, you know, that's the great thing about how things are opening up again. It's time to go back to see live music. I especially get, I love being able to see it. It was in the mountains. And so this was, you know, it was gorgeous outside. The weather was nice and, you know, better than being in a concert hall or being inside a, you know, even like a club or something. I enjoyed this. It was nice because, you know, you know, it, yeah, and I'm still masking up and still taking care of, you know, trying to protect myself and Judy, of course. But, you know, being outdoors, you don't need it all the time, especially if you're not sitting in a crowded area or something, if you're sitting further back or, and such. So it's it's really nice to be able to do that. So definitely, folks, if you get a chance, live music, like Alex was saying about going to support local you know, movie theaters and such, go so support local bands. We talked about it with Radio Cult last week um, when we did our music episode about road trips. But, you know, even going to see local venues, local bands and everything, they needed money as just as much. They got hurt by, you know, COVID as much as the rest of us. So definitely check it out. And, you know, folks, have fun with it. Check it out. And you know what? Just have a good time, as we always like to say. Speaking of good times, we're going back to the movies again, once again next week. And guess what? Doctor Strange is finally coming out. Not that we've even mentioned it at all tonight. So, What's Doctor Strange? It's a, it's a movie with uh, Peter Sellers, you know. Oh. Yeah. So... And, you know, basically it's going to be a ton of fun to see multiple versions of him, multiple versions of every single character you could think of in the MCU is going to be in this. So it's going to be a who's who and a who's what. I, don't, I think they'll just be walking across the screen for two hours. I don't think we're going to have much of a story. So we'll have to wait and see. But also we're going to be reviewing Moon Knight, which is coming to an end this week. So... That is going to be a ton of fun also. So it should be interesting to see. But, you know, please, we definitely would love to hear from you. What are you guys looking forward to? Are you guys looking forward to Doctor Strange? We want to hear from you. Please write us feedback at earthstation1.com. Definitely um, write us. And quick apology. I know our website went down a little bit earlier last week. We were having issues not with our hosting but with our domain, which was kind of weird. But we got that all fixed, so if you go back to www.earthstation1.com, works perfectly. So definitely check it out, and thank you everyone who's been coming to it. And of course, everyone who's been supporting the network, supporting the station, supporting Earth Station 1, and all the other shows. And, you know, we also had the Dragon Con report come out this last week, so we got a ton of stuff going on, folks. Also... As always, thank you for listening to the Earth Station One podcast. We're powered by NSC. You can find them at nsclivetv.com. Remember, you can find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found, including now TuneIn Radio. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about us. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, Mike Gordon, 
Ashley Pauls, and Alex Autry. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you here next time on the Earth Station One podcast. Stay safe, hug your loved ones, and just have fun this summer, folks. You all deserve it. Peace, and we are done. Boom. Boom. You've been listening to the Earth Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Earth Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.